Madison, third week of December, 1960. A new threat to Monona Terrace. Lakeside Towers for the Elderly. A self-inflicted traffic jam. And a vicious murder. Earlier this year, the old enemies of the Frank Lloyd Wright Monona Terrace formed a new group called the Citizens Realistic Auditorium Association and filed close to 10,000 signatures on a petition for a referendum resolving that the council, quote, terminate all plans for an auditorium and civic center at the so-called Monona Terrace site and find another location. Expecting a crowd, the city council held the public hearing on the petition in the auditorium at Central High, and more than a thousand showed up for a very tense six-hour session. Speakers split about half and half. And to no one's surprise, the pro-terrorist council rejected the call for a new referendum to kill it 13 to 7. So on December 19th, the association went to court, pleading with Judge Maloney for a writ of mandamus to force the council to place the referendum on the April 5th ballot. Five aldermen, including Southside Alderman Babe Rohr, who wants the auditorium for an Olin Park site in his district, refused to join the city's defense against the lawsuit, which Judge Maloney takes under advisement. It was just a year ago, December 18, 1959, that Mary Esther Vilas Hanks died. She was the daughter of Senator William Freeman Vilas, the lumberman, industrialist, philanthropist after whom the county up north is named. In 1877, Vilas had bought a large stone house at the corner of Wisconsin Avenue and East Gilman Street, and over the years turned it into the most magnificent mansion in Madison. Mrs. Hanks lived next door in a house Vilas built as a wedding present, and after his death, loaned the mansion to the American Association of University Women as a home for UW graduate women. After her death, the 120,000-square-foot site went on sale. State Historical Society was interested, but couldn't raise the $310,000. Then a new Madison nonprofit, Senior Citizens of Wisconsin Incorporated, took out an option on the property, and on December 17th, unveiled its plans. 350 apartments for the elderly in three high-rise buildings, thanks to an exemption from the Zoning Board of Appeals, granted a few days before the plans even became public, the buildings will range from 8 to 12 stories high. Prices for the life tenancy apartments, which will revert back to management upon the occupant's death, range from $7,500 to $25,000. Construction on the $2 million project is expected to start once financing has been secured. Amateur politicians and professional engineers fumbled around this week, trying in vain to solve a true traffic snafu at a three-street intersection. Back then, University Avenue and West Gilman Street both went both ways, which created some confusion when they met at Francis Street. Traffic engineer John Bunch said the only solution was twofold, install a stop-and-go light and make Gilman Street one-way eastbound up to State Street. The council initially agreed, but area alderman Wendell Phillips, backed by the owner of Pyramid Motors at 434 West Gilman, got enough colleagues to change their mind and keep Gilman going both ways. 
but Phillips and the council still insist on the traffic lights, even though Bunch warns of problems if Gilman remains two-way. Sure enough, when the lights are installed in late November, backups of several blocks begin immediately. The traffic commission tries to restore some order at its meeting of December 15th, but can't come to any agreement. And the traffic jams continue. And just days before Christmas, the east side shudders at news of a terrible crime. Early evening, December 21st, Mrs. Frances Gallagher, 78, is savagely beaten in her home at 2129 Center Avenue. A few hours later, her daughter, Mrs. Hazel Williams, 50, is found stabbed to death in a bathtub in an empty house she owned four doors down at 2121. Police have a suspect, someone who said he was looking to rent, but make no arrests. May Hazel Williams' memory be for a blessing. And that's this week's Madison History Podcast. For the award-winning WORT News Team, I'm Stu Levitan.